Well, good morning, brothers and sisters. It has been a good time worshiping the Lord. Amen. And uh, so grateful we can have some fun. You know, we have five core values called the uh, Fab Five here and uh, discipleship, family, evangelism, service, and fun. And every time we get together, we want to be able to live out our values. And so it's great to be here. My name is Marcel Hall and my family. We've now been here in the OC Church for seven years. And so it's pretty crazy to think about it. Many of you were here when we first moved here. Uh, our kids were four and two, and now they're uh, 11, nine, and three. We didn't even have a third one at the time, and so now uh, we have three kids. And I'm honored and grateful to be able to speak this morning. We, uh, I'm really excited, too, about the diversity weekend with David Jung. He's uh, uh, so excited about what he's going to bring. He's going to get with the family group leaders and uh, some of the shepherds on Saturday morning and then Saturday evening, open up for the whole church. And I don't know about you, but I'm excited about learning how to have some effective biblical conflict resolution. And so for us, for my family, for those, and then it's going to help us too because there are a couple of, I don't know about you, but when you drive around your city, there's all kinds of signs up because people are running for offices. And so what does that mean? Boy, oh boy, political season. And uh, we know how that can get, right? And so it's going to be so encouraging. So I really want to encourage you to make sure you set time on Saturday evening to join us. And then we're excited because David is actually going to come and speak at Sunday at our Sunday service. And so we'll have a Canadian preaching the word. Amen. And so I don't know if he has a Canadian accent or if he says a or, or a boots or whatever, but that'll be fun and encouraging. And so we want to continue with a, a statement here. We started the beginning of the year. And when we truly know who we belong to, we will believe God's plans and purposes and we will become who we were created to be. And so throughout the year, we said we're going to walk thoroughly through this concept about belonging to God. And we talked about what it means to belong to God, what it means to belong to his church, to belong to each other. And then we thoroughly walk through believing God's plans and purposes and how it's not just a theoretical, but it's something that we commit to, something we put action to. And so now we're going to dive and walk thoroughly through this idea of becoming. And this idea not just of becoming, but becoming who we were created to be. And this is important that we understand what we were created for. Because sometimes we can spiritually look at our lives the way we do some of our household products. What do I mean by this? Every one of us, we have some household products that we use maybe for its intended purpose, but also for some additional purposes, don't we? You can think of some stuff, right? For example, we this right here. What is this? A butter knife. But in many homes, it's not just a butter knife, is it? What else does it do for you? Screwdriver, right? Let me just get that butter knife and let's do the screwdriver move, right? What else are some things it could do? You said ice cream? Is that what you said? Oh, ice pick. Okay, ice pick, right? There you go. It's an ice pick, right? Also, for some of us, it's a hammer, right? We switch that bad boy around real quick and we just use it as a hammer, right? Maybe Kleenex. We use it, but also when you're low on some toilet paper, what is it for you? It can be some toilet paper, right? That maybe wasn't its intended use, but that's what we can use it for. Oh, maybe that's just some of us who want to be transparent. I don't know about you, but I know for me, this is a, these are my house shoes right here. 
Yes, I'm an OG, all right? Some of y'all understand now. You're like, boy, oh boy, Marcel, you can't let the hood out of you. I can't, I'm sorry. <laughs> but these are house shoes. Now these are, I'm supposed to be walking around in my house with them, but you know what Karina has actually formed and morphed these things into for me? Bug killers. <laughs> Marcel does a spider. Go get your shoes. So I gotta go get my shoe. Marcel, there, there, there's this, there's that. Oh my goodness, I don't know what that is, Marcel, but hurry up and go kill it. And so no longer are they just my nice, comfortable house shoes. They're bug killers for me. And so this is cool to use some things and be able to get more use out of it, correct? However, if I purchase or if you purchase these things for these secondary purposes, it would be a little foolish. And you would actually maybe, I would argue, maybe wasting some money or you have a whole lot of money, maybe like justice. All right? And so that's not a dig. We're having fun. All right, there you go. And so we can use things, not for their intended purpose, but sometimes that's not the best deal. And we can actually, actually maybe break down or hurt or, or forget what they were used for or never really truly use it what it's intended for. And so spiritually, again, we need to be reminded, we need to be aligned with what our purpose is. What was God's original intent when he had this, this wild idea of creating human beings? And what was his intention? And again, if we can be aligned with that, we can live out our purpose, our intended design and intents. And so we're going to, again, talk about this idea of becoming and we're going to be talking about today becoming what God was creating us for. Let's go ahead and let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you so much. God, I know my heart has been filled up. I've been praying, God, that, that we would connect with you this morning. I thank you so much for working, your spirit working through the worship already, working through the sharing of Arturo and Nancy and God, uh, being able to laugh and have fun and build each other up. God, it's just so encouraging to worship you here this morning. But God, I know it's not over. You want us to draw nearer to you through your word today. And God, I pray, God, that I'm cast to the side and that you speak, that you, your spirit ministers. God, you whisper, maybe you speak loudly, whatever it is you need to do to call us back to what it is you have designed us for. In the name of Jesus, amen. amen. Point number one here, God created us to be like him. God created us to be like him. Him. We're going to go over to Genesis chapter 1. This is the first book in the Bible. Many of us are very familiar with this uh, scripture here, but we want to start here and we're going to walk through a number of passages. So make sure that you're quick on your fingers for taking note or you're quick with your pen on being able to write stuff down. But in Genesis chapter 1, we'll read here and this is the creation account. And so as we're getting an understanding of how, uh, uh, God's, uh, how God decided he wanted to create creation, it says here in verse 26. Then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and all the wild animals and over all the creature, creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created a male and female. He created them. And so we see here clear understanding that God, what he was thinking when he made us was that mankind, you and me, would be image bearers of him. We would bear the image of our creator. And you know, this is really cool. 
especially for the ancients, as they were hearing this, whether it was it was orally or when they got the written scriptures here. This was really cool for them because they understood as you read as you read throughout Genesis and you were reading that the pagan nations around them, when they would build their uh, their temples, the last thing that they would put inside of the temple was an idol that would represent or be the image of the deity that they were worshiping. And so we see here in Genesis that as God is creating his temple of creation, the last thing that he puts into place to bear his image is mankind. And what's really cool again for the ancients is that the idea of being an image bearer of God were reserved only for royalty. We're all familiar with King Tut. And so if you know what King Tut's name means, it actually means living image of God or the God of, uh, 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 that, uh, of that particular God in Egypt. And so again, with the ancient and what we see is, hey, it wasn't royalty that was only made in the image of God. It's everybody made in the image of God. And so we see here what God wanted was we would be image bearers representing and fulfilling his desire in all of creation, fulfilling his will, reflecting who he is in his character. And so you and me were created in the image of God. And that's Genesis chapter one. But by the time you get to Genesis chapter three, there's an issue. There's a problem in what Many have called throughout the years the fall, the fall of mankind in which sin enters perfection. And what happens then is that no longer is mankind living in the image of God. We have now started to live outside of the image of God. And write this down, Genesis chapter 5, we won't have enough time to look at it, but it's interesting because as it describes how Adam and Eve had their second set of, of sons there in Seth, it says that Seth is now born in the image and likeness of Adam. And that's interesting, isn't it? You can already see a little bit of this departure. Like, okay, I had a plan, but it's okay, mankind. I love them. They're, 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 they're a little off, but I'm still going to execute my vision. And we see here in Jesus, we're going to see something really cool here. I'm going to need you to just stay with me. It's all going to connect, okay, Dallas? It's all going to connect, all right? And so here is something so cool is that Jesus is the image of God. You and I were created in the image of God, but Jesus is the image of God. Did you catch that? So you and I, yes, we're made in the image. We're called to be image bearers, but Jesus is God wrapped in flesh. It says this over in Colossians chapter 1. It says the Son is the invisible, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 3, another verse. The sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. You see, Jesus is the image of God. And so when Jesus came, he came to redeem us from our sins. Can I get a hallelujah for that? He came to redeem us, but also what he was doing is he was going to enact a plan to bring us back 
into the image of God. He said, look, we're going to redeem, but hey, hey, this plan, this vision from the very beginning, it's still going to happen. And this is the work of the Holy Spirit through Christ and all of those who would enter into Christ. And so again, we see this idea here that Jesus is the image of God. And so when you and I are in Christ, we are now participating in the divine nature of God. That's 2 Peter chapter 1, I believe verse 4 or 5 right there. You can write that one down. But I want to uh, uh, share this quote here by Arrhenius. He was in the 2nd century, a church, want to consider one of the church fathers, wrote a whole bunch of stuff, good stuff uh, 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 about Christianity. And he says here something really powerful. He says, he became, talking about Jesus, he became what we are so that we might become what he is. You see, again, Christ came to redeem, but what Christ is going to see is not only redeeming us from sin, but he's redeeming us back into the image of our creator. This is powerful stuff. This is so encouraging. And so, again, those who are in Christ, having become disciples through repentance and baptism, are now becoming like God. There's this... Theological word here. I'm a, this is our this is our theology, the, theological big word of the day here. All right, this theosis. Okay, theosis basically means to become like God, not to become God, as some could misinterpret or misunderstand this idea, but to become like God. And this was a common theme from the second century on, especially in the eastern part of Christianity, in which they would develop and describe and write and talk about this idea. Hey, salvation isn't just about getting your sins forgiven, but it's also about returning to God and becoming like him. And so this is a common theme. And it's actually in many Christian circles starting to resurface again as we start to understand this concept that's not just a concept about the Bible, but as we'll see in a second, is biblical. And so again, this helps us understand why we don't go straight to heaven after we get saved. You ever thought about that? Like, man, I wish, man, after I got saved, I would just go straight to heaven. I wouldn't have to struggle anymore and deal with anything. Right? We all thought, like, man, okay, God, why? Well, there's two main reasons here. Number one, formation, or what we call theosis, or some might call sanctification, and evangelism. And so, again, God didn't take you after the day you repented, got baptized, and took you straight to paradise. Why? Because he wanted to form you back into the image of him. And then he also wants you to be a part of his mission to bring others back into the image of their creator. And so, again, this is the reason why, and if we can understand this, this will have a radical impact upon our daily lives and our faith in Jesus. Amen? And so we are called here to become God-like, or better term, maybe godly, meaning to be like God. And so what God is doing in Christ, as we'll see here in a second, what he is doing is helping us again be reshaped and reformed back into the image which we were created for. And so we look at this in several scriptures, Colossians chapter 3. Brothers and sisters, are you still with me here? Colossians 3 verse 10. And have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image 
of its creator. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Continue 1 Corinthians 15, 49. And just as we have been born, just as we have borne the image of the earthly man, so shall we bear the image of the heavenly man. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with an ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. Did you see all of that right there? What is he saying? He says, hey, look, guys, what is God doing in your life? What is God's design? What is his intent? Is that those who are in Christ, because all these things were written to those who are in Christ. He says, through God, through, through the Holy Spirit, he's now forming you back into the image of God. And so this is the work that God is doing in our lives. But this is the work that you and I participate in as well. We have to join him in this work. And so God is redeeming us. He never abandoned his plan, but he's still doing it today. And this is so cool. I just want to do this here real quickly so that we can kind of get a picture of this. Because I was just like, man, I just, I'm just appreciating this so much. See, God created us in his image. Then what happens? We know that Jesus is the image of God. And when we're in Christ, then what happens is the Holy Spirit forms us into the image of Christ, which is what? Forms us back into what? The original plan. Forms us right back to what God created. So how many brothers and sisters? How cool is this? You see what I'm saying here? He's like, as you're being formed back into Christ, well, Christ is the image of God. So you're being formed back into Father. We, we have abandoned this original vision. In fact, I just have this cool plan of doing it. So the question maybe we should ask is, one, do we know this? But are we living in the image of God? This is so powerful. This is so cool because as God's children, this should change our view and our desire. You know, this is a, a wrench. Some of, you, some of you might not know that. That's okay. It's all good. Mic's off. You're right. What you want to do? Brother, we'll just rock and roll. Amen. Can y'all hear me? How long has that thing been off? The whole time? The whole time? But could y'all hear me? Mama, could you hear me? Mama, I'm talking to you. Could you hear me? Is that a yes? I can't, I can't see your head nod. Kind of? Okay. Well, amen. Well, we'll do a part two one day. Because y'all hear me, I heard y'all, okay, awesome. Hallelujah. The tomb's still empty. The tomb is still empty. If you're online, I'm sorry. Amen. That's encouragement to come in person. Amen. All right. Y'all take that as a burn. Everything's not a burn. Everything's not a burn. Just chill out over here. Boy, we sensitive. All right. Amen. This is a wrench. You see that little hole at the end there? I'm just going to share vulnerably and honestly. You know, for many years, I used a wrench or attempted to use a wrench, and I never really understood that, that part at the end. Little hole there, you know what I'm saying? And so I never used it. I was like, I know that should be there for a reason, but I never quite captured it. Until one day, and I, it was actually fairly recently. I'll be honest. I'm trying to be transparent. Fairly recently, I'm over there. We're, we're fixing something. We're building something. And this guy, he uses the end part to actually use that part of the wrench. And I go, oh, my goodness. 
And I just pause. I'm kind of looking at him, right? I'm like, whoa, that's what that's used for. You're actually supposed to, that, you can actually use that the way you use that. I was like, whoa, this is awesome. Game changer for me. I was like, man, can I use it? You know what I'm saying? And I started using the end part, and it was very helpful for me because I was like, whoa, this is awesome. Some of you like, uh, Marcel, that's obvious. But we could argue the same thing spiritually. You were made for what? A relationship with God in his image. That's obvious. But you haven't understood that part, that whole part that's going on. You're like, I don't really get this. And so we've been living not to life to the full because we haven't understood this huge part of our purpose in life. And so we've been living outside of our image. We're making choices that don't reflect the image that we are called to bear. And then we're frustrated. Why isn't this working? Those in Christ in the audience and those who have not made a decision to follow Jesus yet. And so we get this frustration and discouragement and we consider leaving there. Sometimes we do leave. I appreciate our tutor saying, I got restored back to the faith. Alan got restored back to the faith last week here. Why? Again, because sometimes we go and we start living outside of the image we were created in. And we make poor choices. And then what happens? We're like Genesis chapter 5. We no longer start to reflect the image of God, but the reflection of sinful man. But hallelujah for God's grace. Hallelujah for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah for his scriptures. Hallelujah for the Holy Spirit who's working in us to bring us back to the image which we were created for. And I say hallelujah for that. And so we are called to not only know, but to live in his image. Because I believe that once we fully grasp this, we believe this, we take steps of faith with this knowledge. And we put into practice the scriptures of God. It will radically change our view and our desires. Our view of the world is differently. When we understand that God created us in his image. Our view of ourselves will be transformed. The lies that we hear, the deceit that comes in from many different angles, we could be able to fend off. How we view one another will be altered. How we view our challenges in life will be affected. How we view the decision-making process will be transformed. We'll start to ask questions and start to have this idea of, is this in line with the image of God? If I make this decision right now, is this in line with what God has created me for? Did he make me to make this type of decision? Should I do this if I'm made in the image of God? Our view of evangelism is different. Because we view people as, hey, you know what? Wow, that makes sense that they're making this decision. Why? Because they don't know that they're made in the image of God. God's calling me to help them know that they're made in the image of God. And he wants to redeem them and bring them back into his original creation. And then our desires will start to change. We will have a desire, those who truly understand as children of the living God, will start to desire to be more like Christ. 
having a desire. Hey, I am made in the image of God. God wants to transform me into the image. So therefore, I want to grow in the image of God. I want to grow in the likeness of Christ. This is my ambition. This is my desire. I was so encouraged when I first came into our fellowship over 20 years ago. And there was so much talk about Jesus. When we had conversations, when people encouraged me, or they might challenge me or try to help me see something in my character, it was always brought back to the model, example, Jesus. Because why? They were trying to, and I don't know if it was consciously or subconsciously, but I know it was the Holy Spirit. He was working. He was trying to get me to see, Marcel, I'm bringing you back into Christ. I'm bringing you back to the image in which I created you. And I have to honestly share, you know what? God humbled me. And I'm so grateful for God's humbling at times. Sometimes I'm like, God, I don't want to be humbled that way. But I'm so grateful at times when he humbles me and he says, Marcel, and this was several weeks ago, Marcel, you don't desire to be like me the way you used to. Marcel, there was a drive that you had where you consistently prayed and you desired not to just grow in your spirituality or knowledge, but you desired to grow to be like Jesus. And I was humbled because I was like, man, that's right. I have a desire to grow. I want to be a better leader. I want to be a better husband. I want to be a better father. I, I, I want to do all these things. I want to grow in my knowledge. But I didn't desire Christ and being like him the way I used to, or more importantly, the way God wanted me to. Maybe you can relate. And so I believe God is calling you and he's calling me to return to the process, to return to the vision of being formed in the image of our creator. And so again, my desire... My understanding is different when I have this understanding. My marriage isn't just about me having a wife and being happy. God is shaping me in this context to be more like Christ. As a father, God is shaping me to be more like him, the eternal father. My struggles, he's shaping me in the likeness of Christ. And so again, I don't want to go through certain things in my, in, my, in my flesh, I'll be honest with you, but I can have a different perspective which will lead to overcoming when I have the proper view and desire for Christ. Brothers and sisters, do you understand what I'm saying here? And so God is reminding you, he's reminding me to desire closeness and transformation more than wealth, accolades, Material possessions, grades, certain college degrees, and earthly achievements. You see, we have to join God in this spiritual formation process. It's been called the divine or the mysterious partnership by some. Is that God chooses, he doesn't have to, but he chooses. I want to work with my creation to fulfill my plans. And one of my biggest plans is for them to become like me. And so we have to participate with God in this transformation process. This isn't just something that's automatic that happens, but we have to make decisions to coincide, to, correct, uh, to, 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 to go along with God's will for our lives. So imagine if you put in the effort 
to grow in Christian character like you did in getting good grades. You see, we need to put the same tenacity in growing in humility as we do in researching our favorite hobby. We need to pray for discipline the same way that we pray for a promotion or pay raise from our job. We need to pursue God the way we pursue, for some of us, physical health. We need to go ahead and, and take that effort. I'm not saying we lose that effort, but we need to apply that effort, that same tenacity, that same mindset, that same drive, the same conviction to growing like Christ as we do for anything else in our lives. Why? Because that is your intended purpose. That is your original design. Right now, we're getting caught up in the secondary purposes. We're using our life like that butter knife. We're using it as an ice pick. We're using it as a hammer. We're using it as a screwdriver. That is not what our lives were designed for. It's designed for an eternal relationship that reflects and that bears the image of God. And so again, how can you not know this and that alter your view and your desires? And so, brothers and sisters, this is, this is comforting. This is helpful. This is realigning us to where we are called to go, where we should be going, what direction we should be heading. It's in the likeness of Christ. That's why God has you here, so that he can spiritually form you and so that you too can help somebody else become spiritually formed in Christ. Not so that you can have a whole bunch of things here on earth. Not so that you can just feel good about yourself or prove others wrong who said something bad about you when you were young. We were designed, again, for eternal relationship with God that would reflect and be the image bearers of him. I don't know about you, but that's cool. If you said, man, Marcel, you can reflect or look like maybe your favorite rapper or Michael Jordan back in the day, I'd be like, man, that's awesome. But you're telling me I can reflect, no, no, I am called, no, I am the image of the eternal king? Wow. Hallelujah. Let me get refocused and allow and see this transformation takes place. Let's get real practical. Brothers and sisters, are you still with me here? All right, we're coming in for a close here. All right. Some action steps. Key word today. What does today mean? Today? Does it mean tomorrow? No, that's tomorrow. Thank you, Daniel. I appreciate you shaking your head there. I'm glad you're paying attention. All right, there we go. Today, let's have some action steps today. Real simple here. Go ahead. Number one, discuss. Have a discussion. Maybe it's a person sitting right next to you, but don't go to one o'clock today without having this discussion. And ask yourself, hey, what is God revealing to you about becoming in his image? I don't know what he's saying. And maybe the spirit will start to make some things happen, some things become more clear as you begin and engage in this conversation. Maybe it's five minutes, maybe it's 15 minutes, maybe it's just part one. But go ahead and engage in this discussion. And then number two, pray. Pray about it. What is, whatever God is revealing to you, pray about it this week, but then follow the Spirit's lead. He's going to lead you to something. Maybe it's a further study of this. Maybe it's more action. I don't, I don't know what he's going to lead you to, but he's going to lead you. And go ahead and follow the Spirit's lead.
As we close, we are reminded that God created us in his image. Jesus is the image of God. And in Christ, the Spirit is forming us into the image of Christ. May we live in his image. Let's close out here with Colossians chapter 2. It reads, for in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you have been brought to fullness. May we become what God created us to be, and that's to be like him. Amen.